Welcome to the Empower Women in Menopause podcast with your girl, Trudy German. I'm an online personal trainer and wellness coach for women going through perimenopause. Over here, we talk about all things perimenopausal, menopausal, and postmenopausal, and how to thrive through this transition. We speak openly and candidly about what going through this change really consists of, the good, the bad, the ugly, and we also dismiss a lot of the myths or all the myths and talk about how this change affects you mentally, emotionally, physically, and professionally. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, good morning, good evening, good night. <laughs> Can you tell I'm recording this in the morning? Once you hear good morning, you know I'm recording a good morning. Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> you know, I'm always smiling when it's time to record. Um, today, I have a yummy, great topic. Yummy because it's going to be talking about food. What is this? Episode seven? Episode eight? I don't remember, but we having a good time, right? Because you're here. You came back. <laughs> um, today, we are going to be talking about how to eat to lose belly fat during perimenopause. And uh, you know what? Let's change the topic. <laughs> Today's topic is going to be how to eat to lose belly fat during perimenopause so you can feel vivacious sexy and energetic. <laughs> I don't know where all of that come from, but I wanted to put that in there because I did a poll on TikTok. I didn't do it on Instagram. I did a poll on TikTok um, a while back where one of the questions were, how do you feel during perimenopause? And a lot of women said they felt unattractive. They felt tired, moody, anxious. They felt weak. They, they felt lethargic. They were low energy. They didn't like how they feel. And I followed that up with another post that asked, how would you like to feel? And a lot of them would like to feel like themselves again. They would like to feel energetic. They would like to feel attractive again. They'd like to feel vivacious. Uh, they'd like to feel sexy. So I kind of took note of that. And I think that's how this came about. I just wrote it down. <laughs> and so I think for a lot of topics now, I'm going to throw it out there so you can feel vivacious, sexy, and energetic. Let's try that again. So you can feel vivacious, sexy, and energetic. Anyway, enough of that. Let's jump into this um, where nutrition is extremely important. And I will not behave as if it's not. Uh, you know, when women come to work with me or even now or in the past, they always think the workouts are the hardest part. The workouts, the easiest part, because that's just when I work with women, it's only half an hour, four to six times a week, right? Your day has 24 hours. So it's everything else that's going on in that 23.5 hours. And how you're eating, what you're eating, what you're not eating, it's a huge impact. And I know it is so confusing because there's so much information out there. Um, I have a thousand calories a day, 1200 calories a day, 1500 calories a day. Um, go paleo, go keto, go low, low carb, go no sugar, 
eat once a day, eat three times a day, eat five times a day, fast on alternate days. Like there's so much out there. And sometimes you're just like, screw this. I want to lose the fat, but I don't want to have to be concerned about all of this and that. Um, so you're just like, screw it. And then you just eat whatever you feel like crap. You go back on another diet. You feel like crap. It's just like the circle and you feel like a hamster on a wheel. And today I'm going to help you with that. Whenever I work with clients, um, I do similar stuff that I do with myself. One, we don't count calories. And I know a lot of people are usually like, how do you not count calories? How, uh, how do you know how much you're eating? If you're not overeating, if you're under eating, um, and I like to simplify things because I've learned over the years when a woman decide that she's ready to start working on her fitness, working on her health, it doesn't matter what stage of life she is in, whether she's in her twenties, thirties, forties, or fifties, if there are too many steps, too many things involved, the reality is she's not going to stick with it because it's going to seem too much too fast. And she already has too much on the go. So it's like, I find ways to simplify that. So I'm going to share with you what I do with my clients. First of all, number one, if you ain't hungry, don't eat. Two, when you're eating, stop eating or drinking when you get full. Three, if you ain't hungry, don't eat. <laughs> do you see how simple that is if you ain't hungry don't eat stop eating when you're full that is it but we we also complicate things and i think we also don't know what to do to feel full and a lot of us sometimes we also eat out of boredom right like i don't have children but i know i have a 21 year old nephew when he was younger in his like before he hit teen and would come over, it was like he would constantly be in the fridge and in the cupboards. And I have friends with children and they go through this. It's like, are you hungry or are you bored? And a lot of us adults even do that, you know, working from home or even during COVID. So sometimes it's, you may not feel hungry. It may not be hungry, but it's boredom and then we confuse it. But I'm going to teach you how to eat. So um, first of all, please don't go on any diet that have you cutting out specific food group. There are three important food groups, protein, carbs, and fat. We need all of them. Every one of them serves their purpose. They're all needed. When you start cutting out one, when you start cutting out any, you're setting up your body for failure. Yes, you may lose the fat. I'm not saying you won't lose the fat. You'll lose fat on a thousand calories a day. You'll lose fat. You'll lose weight on a thousand calories. You'll lose weight eating once a day. You'll lose weight on um, carb cycling. You'll lose weight on keto. You'll lose weight on any of them, to be honest. Here's the problem. You won't be able to maintain the weight you've lost. Not because you've lost weight doesn't mean you've lost fat. And also what's the point of losing weight, of losing fat, if you're going to be deficient in nutrients, if it's going to cause more problems later down the line, because that's what happened. 
You need protein, you need fat, you need carbs. So the minute you start eliminating one or any, the minute you start um, drastically reducing one, you're setting your body up for failure later. So my, my goal is to get you the results in a safe and healthy way. So let's talk about protein. I think all of these, each, each of these macronutrients, they're called macronutrients, have been villainized for some reason or the other. Protein, I know, because when a lot of women here, and I say women because I work with women, when a lot of women hear protein, they automatically think bodybuilder. For some reason, 20, 30 years later, we still think Arnold Schwarzenegger. Women think once they have protein or they, they're going to look like Arnold. And they automatically also think that protein is simply protein powder. And that's how you're going to look bulky. <laughs> protein is not just protein powder. Protein powder is a supplement, just like taking vitamin C or vitamin D, right? Those are supplements. And protein is important to our bodies, especially during perimenopause. Protein take, we need protein, of course, for bone and muscle health. And remember, during perimenopause, estrogen level is declining, which makes it harder for us to build muscle. The harder it is to build muscle, the more fat we're going to pack on. And it's going to come right around our midsection because we have more stress. Uh, receptors there from cortisol. Um, also with um, a declining estrogen, what also happens is we are more susceptible to osteoporosis, which is a problem with the bone. So it is needed to help with the production, sorry, help with the production of estrogen, which is needed for some of the things that I just mentioned, along with sleep. Protein also is very, very important. This is something that no one really talks about in the replication of cell. So this is why when we start going keto, so keto is one of those diets where a majority of your meal comes from fat, healthy fat. Um, fat's not necessarily bad, and I'm going to touch on that later. But the problem with the keto diet is only 10% um, protein is allowed, 10% carbs, some even less than that, which is not good for you. It's too high in fat and you need protein. You need protein because it also takes longer to digest. It has a thermogenic effect so it takes longer to digest so while you're digesting it your body is burning more fat right and of course it keeps you full longer so the more full you are the less you're gonna eat the less cravings you're gonna have right so those are some of the things that um, some of the reasons why you need protein and examples of protein fish lean meat eggs, so lean meat like chicken breast, turkey, turkey breast, um, tuna, pork, halibut, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese. Try to keep away from um, flavored yogurt. Greek yogurt, plain yogurt are good. Cottage cheese, which if you can handle it, good for you, girl. Good for you, I get. <laughs> beans like broccoli. Sorry, not broccoli. Broccoli is not a beans. Um, beans, chickpeas, quinoa, those are examples of protein. When you should be having protein, 
I like to tell my clients, you should be eating at least three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Protein is important. Don't wait to have protein only one meal a day because you're a perimenopausal woman. You need more protein than that. So aim to have protein with each meal. You should be having about, I'm looking at the size of my palm right now. Your protein at each meal should be about the um, about the size of your palm, right? I usually have about sometimes up to twice that amount because I'm lifting heavy. So the more active you are, the more protein you're going to need because you, you're building muscles. Um, protein is very important after your workout. It's not as important before your workout. You can get away without having it before your workout. So for example, I work out most days, early mornings, like 6 a.m. Um, I won't have protein there. Before my workout, I'll have sometime oats with uh, with fruits, or if I'm pressed for time, or I'm just not in the mood for the oats, I'll have a smoothie. Then after my workout, within about two hours of completing my workout, because I'm working out in the mornings, I'll have protein. So my protein breakfast is usually eggs, and yes, I use egg yolks, not just the egg white. I'm not a fan of it. Um, we do need the egg yolk. Yolks have vitamin D and uh, vitamin A and vitamin D nutrients, which our bodies needs. And I know there is a whole controversy about how egg yolks not good for us because of the cholesterol. It does have cholesterol, but it also have good um, vitamins, other stuff that we need. So my rule is I usually have about three eggs in the mornings <laughs> for breakfast. So if it's when I'm using the whole eggs, it'll be one yolk to three eggs. I don't like, I don't like um, egg whites. I don't like the process. I don't like the texture of it. So I keep away from it. And as I said, the yolk is also good. So that's how, how and when you should be having your protein. All right. So remember, you need protein, cell replication for bone, muscle, and hormones. It takes longer to digest. So I go into details of these things because I love teaching. I want you to understand why you're doing certain things. So if you decide not to do it, it's not because of the lack of knowledge, just because you don't want it, right, boo? <laughs> hey, lovely. Of course, this episode is all about how you should be eating if you want to lose belly fat during perimenopause, which I know you do, which is why you're here. So I do have a 28 day eat clean meal plan. Um, don't worry. It is not simply broccoli and chicken. <laughs> I promise you. And of course you do not need to spend hours in the kitchen because if you know me, you know, your girl does not like to cook, but she likes her meals quick and healthy and filling. So I'm going to make sure we put it in the show notes so you can definitely click the link and check it out. You can choose from either vegan or regular option. And I promise you they are taste. The recipes are tasty. They're yummy. They're healthy. Um, I've had clients use them before and had amazing results. And of course, they've also told me that, you know, eventually they're hot after like a week of their husband seeing how good the meals are. The husbands are on board. And of course, the children, because you don't want to be preparing 
different meals for everyone. And I promise you, they are tasty, they are quick, and they hit all the guidelines that I just spoke about. So definitely, definitely check the show notes below to grab yours. So let's jump into the next one that's also villainized fat. And I know you're thinking, okay, if I want to lose fat, I got to keep away from fat. Um, there's some fat that's bad for you, like the trans fats, a lot of the fat that comes in packaged stuff or even stuff you pick up at the fast food restaurant, any fast food restaurant and stuff like that. Um, so that's where the problem comes in. We need healthy fat. Sorry, let me back up a bit. I forgot this thing about protein. So protein one gram of um a gram of protein has four calories and a gram of carbs have four calories whereas with fat a gram of fat has nine calories so what two and a half times the amount so let's talk about the type of fat that you want to keep away from you want to keep away from trans fat because once they get into the cells, they may cause dysfunction that may cause inflammation in your body and heart disease. So trans fat, um, the ones found, as I said, in like chips, a lot of stuff you may have when you dine out at restaurants, when you go to your favorite <laughs> fast food place. So try to limit those as much as possible. I'm not going to tell you not to have them at all because I do understand life happens and sometimes you want it, but try to reduce the amount that you have. You want to have fat like essential fatty acids um, because those are important. Our bodies need them. Your body needs them, but they don't make them. So we need them. So we got to eat them. We can get them from foods like avocados, salmon. If I could eat salmon with every meal, I would be so happy. We could also get them from different type of fish. So every single cell in our body is surrounded by fat, right? Your brain, your nervous system needs it to get nutrients. And of course, your hormones also need them for your cell to function properly. So this is why cutting out fat, if you decide to go paleo, so paleo is paleo diet is when you get a majority of your food from protein, I think like 70 or 80% from protein, then just a little from carbs and fat, right? So you see where I'm going with why these extreme diets aren't healthy for us. And as I said, I am not questioning the fact if you will lose weight, if you will lose fat on them, you will. But as I said, you will not be able to sustain it. And in a few years, you'll start having a lot of um, nutritional issues because you may have too much of certain nutrients and not enough of the other. So I'm giving you the knowledge so you can so your meals can be balanced. And when you lose the fat that you can actually be healthy, because what's the point of losing the weight if you're unhealthy, baby? Why? Like, that don't make no sense. Make it make sense. <laughs> so I was already listing some of the fat that you can have. Um, avocado, coconut oil, um, almonds, cold water fish like salmon, sardine, herring, flaxseed, chia seed, pumpkin seeds, olives. Um, those are some that you can definitely have. Fat, you don't, 
I wouldn't advise that you have fat right before your workout. Now, fat slows down the carbs. If you have, so if you have right before you work out, you need the energy. The energy you need is going to come from carbs. So I'll be touching on carbs shortly. Carbs is your primary source of energy. So if you're going to be working out, especially doing an intense workout, you need the carbs, right? Fat takes longer for your body to process it and break it down. So when you have fat before your workout, it's the energy you need won't be easily available. Same thing with having fat within two hours after your workout. You need the protein because you need to start building and repairing muscles. You need to replenish the energy that you've just lost. That's where carbs come in. And if you go ahead and add um, fat, it's going to slow it down. So my suggestion, kind of time your fat around your workout. So I'm going to use myself as an example because I work out early mornings my, the first time I'm ha- I usually have fat for the day is at lunch because my pre-workout meal is going to be oats and fruits because I need the energy. Post-workout during the week is going to be eggs and fruits because I need the protein. So after that, it's going to be either my first snack for the day or definitely lunch and dinner. I'll definitely have those. So kind of gauge when you're having fat around your workout. And of course we got carbs. As I said, I feel like all of these, all the macronutrients are villainized for something because I'm always perplexed (laughs) whenever I hear, Oh, I'm trying to lose fat. I'm on a no carb diet, but they're having broccoli, but they're having sweet potato, but they're having fruits like baby. You do know those are carbs, right? But I realized a lot of us don't know that they're carbs because we've automatically think that carbs are bad. We hear carbs, we automatically think pasta, pizza, rice, French fries. Like those are carbs, but so are fruits and vegetables. The difference is fruits and vegetables are considered healthier but depending on how they are prepared. Because if you cook them in a whole lot of trans fat oil, they're not healthy. You do want to minimize the processed carbs that you have. Um, As I mentioned before, carb is our primary source of energy, right? Just think about when you're hungry. Think about if you've ever gone on a no-carb diet or are very low-carb, which I have done in the past. Please don't ever do that. You can't think properly because our brain need carbs for us to think. We It provides the energy, our body. We need energy when we sleep. We need the carbs to keep us throughout the night. For our intense workouts, we need the carbs. This is another reason I am not a fan of fasted workouts, whether it's cardio or um, lifting weights. If it's a light workout, like you're just going for a walk, you're doing stretches, those are different because you don't need as much energy. But if you're doing intense workouts, you need the energy and that is where carbs come in. So not getting enough carbs, definitely going to lead to a lot lack of energy. Not enough may also lead to elevated cortisol level. And I did a podcast episode where I spoke about cortisol level, right? 
if your cortisol level stays high, it's going to tell your body to hold on to fat as opposed to burning it. And it's definitely going to hold on to it right in the midsection. Not getting enough carb could also lead to a decrease in thyroid output, which may lead to hypothyroidism. Um, I'm going to do an episode where I touch on the different hormones and thyroid is a gland that secretes hormones. So I'm going to touch on those and how it may impact you because I've had issues with fat with my thyroid before, but this one can lead not enough carbs can lead to, um, hypothyroidism, which is an underactive thyroid. And if your thyroid your thyroid is a gland that's responsible for your metabolism. And if your metabolism is slow, you're going to hold on to fat, which is what hypo, H-Y-P-O, thyroidism is about. And you also need carbs after your workout to replenish what you've just used. So you see how carb is important. So carbs you want to have, definitely want to have fruits, fresh fruits, fresh vegetable try to stay away from the processed food, the bread, the pizza, the pasta, have those um, minimal, the burgers pulling up to your drive-through, have those minimal. I definitely want to have um, ones that are high in fiber, like fruits, vegetables, legumes, grains, like oats, because fiber is needed to slow down the release of carbs into your bloodstream. And fiber is needed to help keep you full. Part of the problem with the carbs a lot of us have um, is they've taken out the fiber out of it. Like a lot of the bread and stuff like that has had the fiber removed. Fiber helps to keep us full. So think about it. If there's no fiber to, he to keep us full, we're constantly hungry and we're eating and not, do not getting enough sleep. We're eating, we're sitting down, we're eating, we're stressed. What's going to happen? We're going to gain fat. Where are we going to gain it? Right in our midsection. <laughs> so this is why having fiber is also important. All right. So you definitely need carbs for the good quality energy. And it's not the enemy. It's the process stuff. And I don't even want you to, to be honest, I don't even want you to be looking at even the process stuff as enemies. I don't want you to be looking at food as a good or bad because I've found that's also not building a healthy relationship with food. And I want you to look at them as there's some you should be having more of and some you should be having less of. And there's a reason for that, right? More of the stuff that fills you up, that's going to make you feel better, less of the stuff that has you feeling drained and tired and lethargic and the processed stuff used to do that. So for let's stop using the word good for you, foods that are good for you, foods that are bad for you, because I don't want you to have that negative relationship with food. Now, carbs, I did say definitely you want to be having carbs before and after your workout. Definitely want to be having carbs with each meal. My rule of thumb with my clients is look at your plate as I have my hand out <laughs> and ask, where's my healthy carb? Where's my healthy protein? Where's my healthy fat? If you don't have all three of those, what is the reason? Is it pre-workout? Is it post-workout? Those are okay. Everything else, you should have it. Okay, so remember, you need carbs, 
protein, fat. Keep away from diets, all diets, any diets, diets or short term. As someone taught me years ago, but the first three letters of diets die, right? I want you to eat to feel good, to look good, to have energy. I want you to enjoy food. Food is supposed to be enjoyed. If you're not enjoying your food, something is going on. Like I tell my clients, and I've posted about this on Instagram and TikTok before, three foods you should not be having if you're looking to lose fat. One, foods you don't like. Two, foods you're allergic to. Three, foods you have an intolerance to, (laughs) right? Hey, gorgeous, before we go, don't forget to check the show notes so you can grab your meal plan, your 28-day Eat Clean with Trudy meal plan. It includes full recipes, grocery lists, and meals. You don't have to, you don't have to guess what to eat. And of course, there is no counting calories. So definitely go ahead and check the show notes and grab your copy. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as I've mentioned before, my goal is to empower women in menopause. And by you sharing this episode with other women, you know, like share it on your stories, then you will definitely be helping me help other women. So go ahead and share it on your stories. And please, please, when you share it, don't forget to tag me at Train with Trudy. Until the next episode, have a fabulous one.